Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, episode 109, the Kick-Ass Irreverent Gaming Podcast, where three lifelong friends gather to talk about video games. I'm Chad, that's Holden. Hi. And you're you, and that's why we love you. We have an episode today to talk to you about some new announcements from PlayStation, some new stuff from Platinum Games, maybe a new Dark Souls, a new something else that I'm sure is going to show up in there somewhere, and a new opinion formed by us about the movie New Detective Pikachu. <laughs> that is the name of the movie. That right almost there, turned that's into it. Pikachu. <laughs> I tried to put new in there. It's Pikachu. <laughs> Woo. But you said it anyway, so you, you you did end up saying it. What said what? Pikachu. You well, did say that's offensive. <laughs> is it? Is that offensive? I don't know. I don't know. I'll suck my dick and snort a mound of cocaine. Smasher. Oh shit, balls. I was just, just my audio because my audio is is peaking. It's been peaking a lot lately. I don't know why. Are you peaking? I'm sexually peaking. right now. Uh, yes, sexually, I am peaking climaxing? right now. Is there? Cumin I'm just so sauce? excited about Detective Pikachu. Don't spoil it now, because we're going to start by talking a little bit about our... Uh, what are we starting with? Oh, a third-party quest log. Hold on, we're going to jump into some <laughs> video game stuff. Right, off the bat. You remember that game that looked hella dope if you were like a super cool, badass, beats-wearing, awesome dude who had dragons? It's called Scalebound. And uh, this first one... Uh, I guess all of these are about platinum games in our third party quest log. Yeah, these yeah, are yeah, 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 it's yeah, all yeah, platinum yeah. games. It's just actually this is It's all the same not interview. Th- also, it's not the third party quest log segment, Chad. What segment is this? Oh shit, balls ass fuck damn hell bitch. Ryan's third party quest log. Oh, <laughs> uh, we held true to our promise. Be true to yourself. Be true I held true to, to the promise and had to remind you. But I also failed the promise a few weeks ago. So, yeah, we're just not great at promises. And promises, promises. That's a musical. <laughs> Scalebound developer laments Microsoft taking brunt of blame for cancellation from Janet Garcia at IGN. Um, this was actually kind of a, an interesting little read. Atsushi Inaba, head of Platinum Game Studio, uh, was speaking with Video Games Chronicles. And we're going to read a couple of quotes here. Atsushi says... We obviously can't go into details about it because there are rules for engagement as a developer. We want to make sure that the publisher who gave us a chance to make a game in the first place isn't treated poorly. I think there are areas where we could have done better, and I'm sure there are areas that Microsoft as a publishing partner wish that they could have done better because nobody wants a game to be canceled. The truth is, we don't like to see Microsoft take the brunt of the fan ire because game development is hard, and both sides learned lessons for sure. That's, that's kind of a like a nice gesture. The developer is, didn't have yeah. to do that because, you know, Microsoft, they've, they've been taking it on the chin over and over. Like, first-party games uh, are lacking on their system, and they canceled this, and they canceled uh, – they shut down Lionhead and canceled Fable Legends, and they canceled this, that, and the other. And But it's nice to be like, hey, guys, listen, both parties are to blame. We both fucking suck. That's the moral of the story. Yeah, it's also just nice too because it is tough, and some it's not like Microsoft is saying, "Yeah, we can't wait to show people Scalebound this really cool way, this really cool game, and then like take it away from them." Can't wait to take yeah. that game away from people. No company thinks like that. They want to offer these. That's why they show them off. So that was nice, nice to see. Um, and then they also were very nice to Nintendo. Um, they based it up on Nintendo in the same exit interview. Nintendo is a company that respects creators. From that perspective, it is a strong organic fit for us. It's not like um, in the last two years. 
And they came knocking at our door saying, let's do these games. We've been friends for a long time. And through the psycho, we've built up a lot of trust, got to know um, who's that other company, um, who that other company is. And, um, and that opens the doors to a lot of new opportunities as time goes on. So it's simply that both companies have a lot of trust. I just kind of like these two stories in tandem because it's kind of like, hey, some things, sometimes things work out. Sometimes they do work out. Did I say both the same way? They yeah, do work out. Did. Sometimes they, sometimes work they work out, out okay. and sometimes they do work out. Yeah, you know what I meant. They do work out and they don't work out sometimes, but it's always because we want to offer the best games possible to people. And it's kind of cool to see the same companies speak uh, to different companies in in that way. Yeah. What's the what's the name of the game that they're doing for Nintendo? Oh, uh, Astral something. Astral Chain. Astral, Astral Chain. Chain. Yeah. Yeah, that looks like it could be dope. Also, just Bayonetta. Um, Bayonetta three as well. Bayonetta. Oh, that's right. Bayonetta. Bayonetta mm-hmm. three exists. Did you remember that? I did. There's been a lot of stories recently that I just haven't really bothered to talk about too much about, just about how they, they're really enjoying developing that game, and they're doing unique things with it, and yada, yada, yada. Just normal developers talking Yoda, about Yoda, their Yoda. game, because Yoda, Yoda, Yoda. You know that great Seinfeld episode, Yoda, <laughs> no, Yoda, Yoda? but do you know the bad lip-reading video, Yoda, with the seagulls? It's a song? What? No, I've never oh, seen this before. Oh, shit, Holden. <laughs> oh shit sequel's gonna come poke me in the coconut and they did and they did oh my god holden uh oh, shit i i have to find this right now so, so we gotta like talk and stall just saying because i'm gonna send it to you right now <laughs> it is the funniest thing uh so this is kind of gonna serve as a, a good transition into ryan's playtime where we talk about what we played this week because my best friends were in town for from thursday through today um so i didn't play a lot of games oh we played a couple of things together we'll talk about but we watched this video at (laughs) least seven times and we've already all seen it before because it's fucking hysterical bad lip reading seagulls it's the first thing that comes up when i search my youtube oh my god it's so fucking funny are you familiar with the bad lip readings of course okay this one's a song and it's hysterical all right well send it over to me i will i'm gonna send it over to you and if you guys at home are listening and you're like what are they talking about shut up just post on twitter i will i'll post it on twitter if i remember to or so i probably won't oh my god i got a text message let me check and see what's from uh they did and they did (laughs) oh lord that dog that log had a child um the funniest fucking video in the world what else was is I going to talk about? It, is it the funniest thing so in the world? It's so funny, Holden. All right. As someone who doesn't watch a lot of YouTube, I can definitively say this is the best thing on it. <laughs> that means I have clout. Um, so, yeah. Obviously, as you can probably tell from my voice and my enthusiasm today, I'm exhausted as fuck. I've slept very little. And I did so many things and had so much fun and activities and we did get to play a little bit of video games in there. We played what you like play? Four rounds of Smash Bros. Oh, fun. Um, That's a total, like, dude, my bros and I got together for the weekend. We played four rounds of Smash Bros for old time's <laughs> sake. <laughs> What's funny is that, so Kanan, my best, best, best friend, uh, love of my life, uh, heterosexual life partner, um, he doesn't play video games at all. Except for on Xbox 360, he played a ton of Halo, and he played that nonstop for like 70 years. Um, <laughs> but that's it. That's all he's ever played. But now his roommate back in Nashville has a Switch, and they play Smash Bros. And uh, so we played a little bit while he was up here. He's obsessed with Dark Samus. Uh, and then Jesse Syak, my other best friend, 
the three of us have not been together since 2011 when we went to Europe together. So this was uh, definitely like a reunited wow. and it feels so good. Lots of shouting perspective, and screaming. And Game of Thrones jokes. started in 2011, the TV show. It's oh, a long time. our God. Oh, our God. Game of Thrones, G-O-T. Mm-hmm. Also God in German, Gott. Uh, Jesse played a little, plays a little bit. He has a PlayStation. He doesn't have a Switch, uh, but he doesn't really play games that much. He plays a baseball game on his phone. So to have them play what video game games with me, I don't know it was. Doesn't matter. Keep something. going. Sorry. Yeah. To have them play video games with me was actually kind of a feat, like F E A T, not F E E T. Uh, so we did play a little bit of Smash, and we played uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven player Smash. It was the three of us versus two computer teams. Uh, and we won almost every time because we're fucking great. But I got to play as Joker for the first time because I had the oh, Joker DLC and we played the Joker level. Um, I had no idea what was going on. There were seven characters on the screen and from what I could tell, I didn't know how to play him. So he wasn't good. <laughs> uh, so we played some Smash Bros. We played, uh, I had them both play Beat Saber for the first time. And Kanan was like, I'm not going to play it before we go to bed because I'm going to get sweaty and gross. I'm uh and then Jesse played two songs, and Kane's like, give me the helmet. <laughs> and then he... That's how it always happens with Beat Saber. Yeah. He... Or in VR in general. I don't want to do it. I don't want to. Okay, <laughs> I saw someone do it. It looked kind of cool. Let me try it now. Yep. In college, I never had Rock Band. because um, Great game. Well, I purposely never got Rock Band myself, because when Kanan played it in the common room, he threw a drumstick through the TV screen. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, as long as I live with Kanan, I'm never going to have Rock Band. Uh, so when he played Beat Saber, I made sure to tighten the fuck out of those wrist straps onto his, an- onto his hands. Good thing I did because he went ham on those things. It was just going crazy. And then <laughs> completely let go of one of them. He was like, ah! And then he starts swinging and nunchucking it all over the place just by the wrist strap. I was like, thank fucking Jeebus. We have wrist straps on these move controllers. But they had a blast with that. And then uh, we also played, oh, I played a little bit of Cuphead multiplayer with Jesse, and he was not good at it, and we immediately stopped. But that's all the games <laughs> that we played, um, so not a lot. Uh, did I play any more? Oh, we played Borderlands 2! We played Borderlands 2, we so did. if you are a um, Patreon subscriber, you can play with us. We're going to be playing some more, by the time you hear this, on Tuesday night as well. Uh, so we played with our Patreon subscribers, and progressing the story, played... Uh, up until we almost got to Roland. Spoilers if you played Borderlands 1 and not 2 for some reason. Uh, that was a fun-ass time. Can't wait to do it again. And uh, patreon.com slash fire. You can donate at the $1 or any other amount of level. And play with us, get a wallpaper, and vote on what games we play for Barf. Holden, what did you play this week? Nothing. Hold on. I thought the you told us that week. this was your last week of school three weeks ago and that you'd be able to play Days I know, Gone. I know. Now this is the last week. It's over, I should say. And now next week I'll be able to have games played. That's I'm very excited said about for it. For the last six years. I know. It's for the last been six 84 years. years. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a promise to keep. That's right. Ladies and Just, gentlemen. It's a simple and clean promise, but I'm going to make it. If you are not aware, uh, to keep Holden honest and make him finish these barf games, which is backlog accomplishment with Respawn and friends, uh, we've made up a new segment that he's now doing for the first time called Holden's Golden Showers. Nope. Holden's <laughs> Holden's Lullaby. That's it. <laughs> Holden's Golden Showers is something else that no one on the podcast knows about. Have but we never talked about Holden's Golden Showers on, on this? 
Not here, no. Okay, well, maybe we'll talk about it on another show coming in June. Um, but we're going to now do a segment called Ryan's Holden's Lullaby, <laughs> where Holden <laughs> has to sing 30 seconds of a song that you guys chose, thanks to a Twitter poll, and it is simple and clean from Kingdom Hearts. Take it away. Don't get me wrong, I love you, but does that mean I have to beat your father? This song's so weird. Understand? What I mean when I said no, I don't think life is quite that simple. When you walk away, you don't hear me say, please, oh baby, don't go. Clean is the way you're making me feel tonight. It's hard to know to let go or whatever it was. I'm done. It's over. That's it. Oh, oh my it. god, I wanted that to end so bad. Oh, Holden, it was beautiful. It was No, that was beautiful. awful. I messed up lyrics. It was awful, but I did it. I was caught off guard oh. when you started, and I was drinking, and I almost spit it all over my computer again. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, so, I'm thinking about going out for American Idol. If that's still a show, I'm going to try it out. You know, <laughs> William Hung it. got featured on there. She bang, she bang, oh, baby. <laughs> you, I'll tell you, what makes it hard is I have to listen to the song on my headphones that... And then sing at the same time, and that makes it very hard because this song is—it's just weird. Well, they take their time in the middle of sentences. So I'm not, not only did it. you not do the homework of playing the game, you also didn't do the homework of memorizing. Oh, I didn't do the, the homework song, of so. playing the song either. Yeah, so, but it's done. It's over for now. For now, it'll Thank never happen again. For that rendition of <laughs> Ryan's Holden's Lullaby. Moving on next, we're going to jump into our Ryan's Quest log with our Ryan's Fetch Quests. We're going to talk about a few headlines that don't really have much meat to them, but they're worth mentioning anyway. Starting with Holden, go! Well, I have to catch up there. I was too busy singing. Uh, EA is to change the development and release strategy in wake of Anthem's troubled launch. Uh, they basically just said they want to release with soft launches, so they're going to have like kind of uh, more testing beforehand and that kind of stuff. Um, Makes sense. With the idea of letting people know what they're getting into before they actually release the game. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, that's a bigger strategy in Eastern markets, whereas Western, they just kind of release it and just let it. Right. Yeah. Let it let it fail, basically. Um, because Anthem has been huge in China, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of a sarcastic comment. Anyway, Just Shapes and Beats Hardcore Edition coming to Nintendo Switch as free DLC. That's from Alex Seedhouse, Nintendo Insider. Yes. I mostly just put this on there so that people know that Shapes and Just Shapes and Beats is a fantastic fucking game that they should absolutely go buy on their Nintendo Switch right now. It is. This is also supposed to be a very hard addition to the game. Good. They said it will make people who like Soulsborne games cry, apparently. Good. Fucking great. <laughs> the Pokemon Company will launch a new and exciting mobile game by March 2020. Prove cool. it! <laughs> that's with, uh, it's going to be with DNA. That game's to be made. So interesting. Mm. I'm curious what that's going to be. Uh, excited about this one. Dark Souls dev may be announcing new game at E3 2019. Is it Shekiro Shadows Die Twice, but take potato thrice, put your phone in it? That's exactly the title. Yeah. Chad, we had the insider information. You weren't supposed to say anything. How could you do that? I just broke you an embargo. It. Now no developers give us any insights because we just ruined Shekiro Shadows Die Twice and something else you just said. You so anyway, I do think it's plausible that this game that they will announce something they did dark souls 3 and uh bloodborne back-to-back years from each other did they and it yeah and it's been three years since uh dark souls 3 came oh, out shit. this was gonna be so, Bloodborne 3 
It, they said specifically it's not Bloodborne three, a uh, Bloodborne two. It's going to be something new. The rumors said something with swords and lasers. It's also dark fantasy. Oh. I don't know what to expect. We'll just find out. Oh, um, swords and also, lasers. That's the part I was kind of like. That might be bullshit. <clears throat> Maybe lightsabers. Maybe laser swords. Hold on a second. I'm holding. I'm holding it in with Holden Depardo. I'm just looking at my audio and it keeps peaking. And now I'm thinking, is it not going to my microphone and it's going to... No, it's going to my microphone. I'm definitely okay. hearing you from your mic. And not okay, I just wanted to make sure because it's peaking like crazy and I don't know why. I brought the gain down as much as I can. Anyway. Um, yes, yeah, so I think that's totally plausible. That makes complete sense. Um, speaking of exciting coming up, Hideo Kojima keeps teasing a new Death Stranding trailer. He had a picture of him on Twitter that basically just showed him in front of a computer monitor with video editing software that said Death Stranding in the canvas of the video editor. What if it's a movie? What if you made a movie adaptation of the game before the game came out? What if Sony was like, hey, we're actually going to have an event at E3, and it's just Death Stranding a movie at E3 for an hour and a half? What would you do if Sony just decided, no, you know what? We are going to have a press conference. Like, last minute they announced it. We are going to have a press conference, (laughs) and it's going to be at our usual time. And then Square Enix is like, fuck. We just took that time slot. And Sony's like, nah. Fuck you guys. <laughs> That'd be a really shitty move because Sony's like, yeah, we'll we'll work with you to make sure you can tease Final Fantasy VII for your E3 event. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Square Enix is a code name for a Sony press conference. That's that makes no sense at all, but yeah, absolutely. Okay, get out. It makes a ton of sense. <laughs> Speaking of press conferences, kind of funny game showcase returns for E3 2019. That's going to be June 10th at 4:30 p.m. That's and I right. forgot to see if that's Eastern time, but it's probably Pacific. Pacific time, time yeah, specific probably time. Pacific time. That makes the Pacific. most sense. And then interesting, Apex Legends is going to be coming to mobile. Apparently, yeah, I feel like that's a logical progression. That's what all the games do: the Fortnites, the PUBGs, the Peggles. Maybe the Switch coming soon, going to be on Switch as well, maybe? Is Apex Legends not on Switch yet? No, it's not. It's only Xbox One and PS4 and PC. What? Yeah. If it comes to mobile, it's definitely coming to Switch. I, I would imagine. I think it'd be kind of foolish not to, but we'll yeah. see. We'll find Way out. Way to be a fool. Hey, does anyone out there still play Apex Legends? We'll wait. While we're waiting, let's talk about the State of Play event at Sony, and that's going to be in our Ryan's Sony Quest Log. Ryan's Sony Quest Log! State of Play! Yes, so they finally had their second event. We are now, looks like, to be on a monthly schedule for these PlayStation uh, State of Plays. This one was, what, 13, 12, 13 minutes long? And it had some information. Uh, You did not list these chronologically, but you did put the most interesting one up front. Final Fantasy VII Remake, we got... Just barely more information on that. Uh, more of we got more information, which is that it's being worked on still. <laughs> yes, it is. It is not canceled. Rest yeah. assured, it is not canceled. So we got a, a, a trailer. It showed off what could be gameplay, what probably is gameplay, but might not be gameplay. Who knows? But more info coming in June. And yes, it is still episodic, according to Chris Carter at Destructoid. So don't worry, everybody. It might still be shit. Just kidding. It's probably going to be great, but episodic is weird for that game. And then what they were calling a deep dive into medieval. Uh, it's coming October twenty fifth. Got a new trailer, and okay. it. Sorry, go on. I want to call. I want to just praise myself for a second here because I said last week they'll only show off a minute and a half of medieval, and they showed off exactly a minute and a half of that game. Way to go! Totally called it. Would that was their cookie? deep dive. I do want a cookie. 
So I flavor. I had a protein cookie today. It was Snickerdoodle. It was a Quest cookie. Protein so fucking cookie. good. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I That's want... the kind of snack you eat when you get swole, huh? <laughs> I want a chocolate, chocolate chip peanut butter cookie. That's what I want. Oh, my God. So in San Francisco, we went to this place called, I think it's Lucky Cup or something like that. It's right by the San Francisco Full House um, intro shot where you see all the houses everywhere you look. Um, you didn't watch TV as a kid. Just realized you have no idea, no context nope. for that. But it's a frozen yogurt place, and I had uh, something called the Cookie Monster, which is uh, cookie dough and Oreos and frozen yogurt, and I added peanut butter to it, and it was the bee's vagina, and it was so fucking good. It was called the bee's vagina? No, I said it was. I declared it so. Oh, okay. Hey, Mom, I really love this cookie called the bee's vagina. Can I please have it? (laughs) Absolutely, sweetheart. (laughs) Next up in the Sony Play, this is actually how it opened, Monster Hunter World Iceborne expansion coming September 6th, and this was 11 and a half minutes of the 12 minutes of the trailer. Uh, and it's a lot more Monster Hunter in a snowy environment. And they also announced that you can play it free until May 20th, I believe. That might be wrong. I think it's right. Uh, so, yeah, if you are interested in Monster Hunter World like I am, go play it. I unfortunately won't have time to play it before that date. But, uh, yeah, it looks like more Monster Hunter. Great. The next game, Predator Hunting Grounds, coming in 2020. Uh, mm. The CG trailer for it, I was like, damn, it looks good. And then noticed the... Not actual gameplay. And I went, oh, I'll wait for more on that one. (laughs) So this one is interesting. Uh, This is a first-party game from a third-party license, similar to Spider-Man. So this is coming directly and funded and published by Sony, which is fun. Um, And it is from the same studio that brought you Friday the 13th. With and it's the asymmetrical gameplay where you had to find Jason and kill him or escape Jason, and this is the same thing, but with Predator coming in twenty twenty. Uh, I probably won't play it because it's obviously online multiplayer focused, but it looks really cool. Mm, I hope other people have fun with it. We will see. And then Riverbond coming to PS four this summer. What I like about this, I think, what stands out to me about this is that I love the continuing like indie verse kind of thing this is a game that has special characters from guacamelee and from bastion and they're like a whole bunch of indie games and they're all collaborating and putting their skins in this game too which is pretty cool the game itself looks hella boring though away could be really boring the next game but it looks intriguing it does you're playing as a little spider monkey squirrel flying squirrel that's what it is flying squirrel yeah and you're just trying to escape the fire yeah trying to escape natural disaster disaster situations and I'm just curious how natural it feels because I think if it, it feels very natural and fluid, it could be really interesting. Um, I'm just curious what that's going to be like. <gasps> Do you remember? Sorry, I was remembering the in the trailer. There's the fight between the flying squirrel and the scorpion. Do you yes, remember? It was a Wii game, and there it was like death something. But it's like you That's stranding. No, get out of town. You were like bugs and creatures that were fighting each other. So you were like a scorpion taking on a snake. What the fuck was that game? And why did I never play it? Oh my god, hold on. Probably because it sucked. Scorpion fighting game Wii. It might not have. Deadly creatures. So it's like a tarantula oh, versus I a have snake. Heard of this. Yeah. Oh, man, blast from the past and slapping my ass. Call me Susan B. Anthony. (laughs) 
So this is the sequel to that, obviously. Just kidding. But this looks like See? it could be super cool. Like maybe like an animal version of Flower or like a super dud. Yeah, that's, that's a good way of looking at it. Like an animal version of Flower. Not so much in that it has the same exact mechanics, but it feels like a very artsy game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last one here is a Days of Play limited edition PS4. Yeah. Just a cool Ooh. cool gray. Has the logo, yeah. the, the symbols across the middle of it. I think last yeah. year the Days of Play one was the royal blue with the gold on it, and I was not into that. Yeah, I think it looks less tacky than the uh, Game of Thrones Xbox One. <laughs> I think that looks really tacky. Oh, and the awful. game, the two, the two limited edition ones; those are not actually available for purchase, though. Wait, really? I think it's like you have to win a contest. There's only two of them, I think. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, interesting. They're really tacky looking. Anyway, speaking of the, not tacky uh, and having integrity, let's go to the next story. Integrity is integral to integers. Until dawn, developers explain why a sequel hasn't been made. This comes from Logan Moore. Like moose, but with an R. <laughs> <laughs> That's not false. From Dual <laughs> Question is, is it moose singular or moose plural? You'll never know. Pete Samuels, CEO and executive producer of Supermassive, during an interview with Game Informer said, quote, A lot of creating the anthology is about our desire to serve that fan base from our perspective and to serve our, us ourselves in what we love to do so much, which is do more stories and characters and do it more frequently than one or two every few years. And then Tom Heaton, the director of their newest game coming out, said, On an anthology, it's a great opportunity to wrestle with a new subject, a new genre, and with characters that you can develop specifically for that story. You're not tied to historical characters that you have to use. Yeah, I'm, I was actually really happy to hear them say this, because I kind of wondered, oh, cool, I'd like to see it undone Until Dawn sequel. But I like that last point, which is that they're kind of the only ones doing this. There's not really many people who make games like Until Dawn. It's kind of a rarity, even though I think it's going to become more prevalent. And if they're the only ones doing it, I'd rather than make unique experiences than keep making Until Dawn over and over again. They have muscles to stretch. Right. Let, let them stretch it. And I think they have also explored enough of that. They had three games in that universe. They had Until Dawn, they had Rush of Blood, and then they had The Inpatient. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Oh, that's right. I enough. totally forgot about The Inpatient. Even if they hadn't explored it enough... It would have gotten boring to do another Until Dawn game specifically. Not like a, right. a spin-off, but just do another one like that. And also right. the, the different types of horror and all that. I'm very excited about that. I was just, I just can't wait for the Man of Meat. Uh, is it Meaden or Meaden? Meaden. Um, I don't know. Milan. Sure, the Man of Milan. Man of Mulan. <laughs> Let's get down to business. You know, that might be a really fun one to play. Uh, could you play that? You can't play that online with people. Damn. Mulan? The Man of Mulan, or even Until Dawn. No, but here's what you can do. Here's what you can do. You can do party chat on your PS4. You can do share screen. You can do share screen so people can look at what you're looking at. You can also Uh pass off the controller if you wanted to trade off chapter versus chapter. So you can do that remotely. I think we should figure this out because that would be an awesome thing to do on game nights. Oh, yeah. Just like as a community, we just like everyone takes a different turn. Yeah. Oh, that would be dope. Good thinking, Holden. I knew this would be a reason lot why I brought you on this podcast. <laughs> Everyone, welcome special guest Holden DePardo from Holden's Golden Showers. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think that's kind of the joke on the um, on Nerds at Large right now is that I was retroactively added to all the episodes that are brand new to Respawn Aim Fire. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on to our Ryan's Nintendo Quest log, starting with, um, unfortunately, 3DLs, 3DLs, Dodge Ram it. 
3DS sales might be lower, but the demand is still stable. This is from Liam Dulan, like Mulan, but with a D. And then two O's instead of a U. It's actually not so like Mulan at not all. Not like Mulan at all, but probably pronounced the same. <laughs> from Nintendo Life, Nintendo President Shuntaro Furukawa during a Q&A said, quote, Our plans for a Nintendo 3DS sales this fiscal year are lower compared to the previous fiscal year, but the demand for Nintendo 3DS is stable, and I expect steady sales as Steady sales as we continue to position it as an entry-level game system, differentiated from Nintendo Switch. Before we say anything, that was a really impressive impersonation of Furukawa. Thank you. He even no fucked up. He said steady stales. Exactly. And then he went back and corrected himself. So yeah. you're welcome. And that's why people don't know that. I just wanted to let people, everyone know that you, you <clears throat> nailed it. I lived in Japan for a while, method acting. <laughs> I never lived in Japan. Just kidding. Basically, this means we're going to release a handheld version of the Switch pretty soon, but we're still going to have really cheap 3DSs around. Yeah, you guys want an $80 2DS? We got it. So we still pay us software that nobody wants to pay us for software no one wants to play? We got it. They will make games for it still because it seems like they've kind of done with that, but it'll still be around. I am excited for the next story um, because... I both. I don't know. Should we save this one for Detective Pikachu? Um, I was talking about it now because it's just the writer. That's all they have. Okay, fine. Common. You start it off. Detective Pikachu writers reveal how they do a Super Smash Bros. movie from Riley Little at Screen Rant. Um, this basically would be similar to Avengers. Their plan would be to give every single character their own movie, which would be at this point what seventy-five movies, <laughs> seventy-seven <laughs> movies now with the characters that we have released. Before Smash Bros. comes out. All right. So everyone has, and every major Smash character will get their own movie before they all culminate in a Smash Bros. movie, similar to Avengers. Um, I would watch the shit out of that. I would, too. Here's one thing I want to point out as a difference between Smash Bros. and Avengers. The comics for Avengers is all those characters getting together to confront some big threat Master together. Hand. Is that going to be what it is, though? And is there really a story to Smash Bros., whereas there's a story to the games, at least? There is a story to Smash Bros. Is there? Yes. Have you ever played Smash Bros. 64? Master Hand yeah, is which... the kid, and he's taking the toys out of the toy box, and he's making them fight each other. And they're just, just action figures. That's uh, pretty much exactly what it is. Hmm. Okay, Maybe. Yeah, I just—I actually really don't want them to make a Legend of Zelda movie. I don't want them to make a Mario movie. I don't want them to make these properties. And and seeing Nintendo Pikachu didn't change that for me. But we'll get to, to that Nintendo later on. Pikachu. The Nintendo Pikachu. Yeah, did I say Nintendo Pikachu? You did say Detective Nintendo Pikachu. P- Detective Pikachu. The Nintendo Pikachu. The Nintendo Pikachu. Pikachu. Sounds like a terrible movie. And then whatever we're not talking about the Switch booth stuff. But... Yeah, I decided it's just not worth talking about. Great, great. I'm glad you wrote <laughs> that in the note. <laughs> well, I deleted it out. I wanted to make sure you didn't like where. Oh, and then go? you just great, perfect, great. Yeah, so that was smooth. <laughs> smooth. That's the uh, song with Rob Thomas and Carlos Santana. Oh, shit on my dick and suck on my balls. Uh, <laughs> I I miss my best friends. We would sing the stupidest songs, and I have to get my mouth back in in like non dirty order yeah i'm glad you have friends like that because i'm not that person you are not that person you're just like vagina (laughs) that's exactly (laughs) what you sound like um 
Next up, we're going to go to Ryan's sponsorships, which is the last time, I swear to fucking God, that we will call this the sponsorship section. Um, <laughs> it's not the sponsorship section. It's, it's the Ryan's sponsorship section. So we did change the name of it. It will be changed once again. Okay. We're introducing One the new Ryan's long. sponsorship. Uh, Ryan's sponsorships includes not that. Um, not that. Oh no, yes. So hashtag thanks for creating. This is where we uh, look at you sipping that glass of wine like a fucking queen. Shut up. You look exactly like, like Cersei Lannister with your pinky up. That makes me a bad. Was my pinky up? Yeah, that makes me a badass. That's what it makes me. That's exactly right. Hashtag exactly right. Hashtag Scott Michaels. If any of you are musical theater performers in the Chicago area and you've worked with choreographer Scott Michaels. You know exactly what that means, <laughs> which I'm sure is none of you. <laughs> oh, man. That's exactly right. Hashtag thanks for creating, where we take a moment to say thank you to people in our gaming industry. Uh, this week, we are going to thank the developer of your favorite... Oh, shit. I didn't think this through. I was going to say, like, your favorite game from, like, your childhood, but uh, a lot of these developers might not exist anymore. Oh, shit. They they might not even have Twitter accounts. Twitter Twitter just got bit by the love bug. What's it driving you? It's driving me mad. We'll just do it anyway. And just if you can't, if it doesn't read out to someone, who cares? No, I'll think of something else. Everyone look on our Twitter, Twitter. Um, And uh, there'll be something there for you to retweet and respond to. And then we do the barf for the month. Backlog accomplishment with respawning friends. Thank you. That's Chad Michaelinus original right there. Uh, our bar for this month is Borderlands 2, which you can play along with us on one of 700 systems that it's available for. Uh, and if you would like to actually play with us with us, jump into our PS4 community uh, that uh, you only have access to if you are a patron at patreon.com slash respawn aim fire. And you can uh, play with us on Tuesday nights and other nights. Also, I put my for anyone who's a patron, check the Patreon. I put in my Switch friend code because I think I might want to play some Overcooked 2 this week sometime. And I yeah. want some friends to play with. Overcooked to switch. Your I'll play some with you. Yes. Yes. Use. Yes. Use. Um. <laughs> great. Fucking great. That's gonna be our bar for the month of May and June. That's my und Juni auf Deutsch and German. Um. So you have until the end of that to finish it because it is a lengthy campaign, just like my dick. Nerds at large spoiler cast. We are doing a weekly show with the Nerds at Large folks on their spoiler cast channel uh, talking about Game of Thrones immediately after it airs and it's available for you to listen to. We have five of those episodes available right now with the last one coming next week. One episode of Game of Thrones left. One left. Attend my Taylor Sweeney Now, you weren't there on Sunday. I wasn't because my best friends were in town. Did I mention they were in town and we had the fucking greatest time and it was the greatest vacation I've ever had in my life? It was wonderful. Just a sentence of what your thoughts were on the episode. What did you think? I can't tell you that right here. You can't, absolutely. I cannot. I cannot because I still have to go listen to y'all's reactions and then form my opinion based on that. Just kidding. I already formed my opinion, but I want to know what you have so I can walk into it being educated. (laughs) (laughs) So I know exactly what arguments to shoot down. (laughs) But go listen to that. It's great. They're great. We're great. Everyone's great. Friday night at 8. I have got a date. Late, late, great, great, great. Uh, that's from The Nutty Professor. You're welcome. I am musical today. 
I've also never seen The Nutty Professor before. Really? Not even the never. original? Not even nope. the Eddie Murphy? Not even nope. the fucking parody of it on, I'm sure, a lot of different things? No. Have you ever never. had a Nutter Butter while in a yeah. college course with a professor? Not during one of my teaching? classes, no. But Have you ever pooped a balloon? I really don't want to talk about that, Chad. Next up is our Ryan subscriber interrogatives, which is absent. <gasps> I am headgear. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Nothing. I was sucking in a lot of drool as like a, like, like, oh my God. And then I just turned it into more of a sucking up the drool sound. And then it just made me think of like, oh, those kids in middle school who had headgear. I never actually met anyone who had headgear. That's really but terrible. They cartoons and Let's movies. move on to Detective Pikachu <laughs> and Ryan's main quest. Oh, you friends, you lifelong friends. We're going to move on to our main quest, which is Detective Pikachu review. Now, we're going to yes. go into some spoilers. Pills, baby! <laughs> some spoilers for this one. There are time codes in the description of this. And we also have chapter markers built in. So if you're listening to something that supports chapters, you can skip ahead to the next chapter. If you have not seen this movie and don't want to be spoiled on anything of it, I'm giving you plenty of time right now to pull to the side of the road, unplug your iPod, and throw it out the window. Are you ready? Detective Pikachu came out this weekend, and Mewtwo's in it. That's the first spoiler. No, that's in the trailer. I know it's in the trailer. Hold on, what did you think of Detective Pikachu? You know, I actually really liked it. It is cheeky fun. Cheeky, that's... I get it, because of the lightning things on his cheeks. And actually, not just that, because there's just so many things like the holograms, which is like, that's really dumb, but like, whatever, it's a Pokemon movie, let's move on, this is a good time. But it was surprisingly fun. It has this really cool, just absolutely contra- uh, contrast between... These kind of cartoony Pokemon that look like they belong in the world, but also feel like kind of cartoony and separate from the world in a positive way, clashing against a Blade Runner real world aesthetic. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was. It's really interesting how those those play together, but effectively. Mm-hmm. It never felt like, ooh, that Pokemon just doesn't feel like it belongs here, or oh, this environment doesn't feel like it belongs in the universe. It all just worked. It all just worked really, really well. So much thought was put into that aesthetic. It, it, but the story was fun too. I was intrigued the whole time. It's a it's a really I'm not gonna say simple story, but it's a very um typical, like not necessarily like flashy or anything like that, but there were twists and turns that I enjoyed and was like, oh, I actually didn't see the character doing that and so on and so forth. Um, I guess it's a spoiler, so I'm going to say it. Like, Mewtwo's motivations were a, a surprise. I, I really, from the mm. beginning, I thought, oh, he's clearly the villain. That makes sense. He's the villain. I'm on board for that. And to see that motivation change and what was really happening behind the scenes just was cool. And I didn't see some of that coming. Yeah. I find with this movie, I, I loved it. I loved it. It was so fun. I find what this movie was most successful at, and I think what its legacy will be in kind of future movies, is it was so brilliant at building this world from the very beginning of the movie. Um, from, like, just the intro shots of, like, all the Pokemon and how they're interacting with the world and and mm-hmm. setting up the rules with the little video on the back of the screen that says, Welcome to Rhyme City, where so-and-so, I forget his name, 
um, created a world where people and Pokemon live together as opposed to other, like, because everyone's expecting, like, wait a minute, I thought Pokemon were wild creatures, and why are they now directing traffic? So they set this mm-hmm. up in such a way, and they were so clever in the way that they used the Pokemon in yep. the real world and set up the rules of this this reality that they're building. Mm-hmm. They spent a, a good 10 minutes in the beginning of just building that, and I think that's what made the movie so successful and believable. Absolutely. And they did it in a way, too, that appealed to people who don't like Pokemon. So my dad yep. went to go see it. Here's what you're going to my dad. He fucking hates Pokemon. I mean, he will <laughs> not let my brothers even play the games. Like He can't stand it. But my brother Henry is seven, and he was invited to a birthday party where they were going to go see Detective Pikachu. And of course, he's seven. Someone has to bring him. It was my dad. And my dad's like, I'm bringing a gun because I want to blow my brains out during the movie. Like, he's like I'm just like, okay. don't want to see this. He literally brought a book. He brought a book to watch during the movie. And he texts me back. He's like, dude, I fucking loved that. That was so good. It transcended being Pokemon. I mean, like, the fact that my dad liked that movie and he's the biggest attractor of Pokemon, I think speaks volumes about how successful this movie was at staying true to what fans like with a lot of things where it's like oh like each little pokemon has their specific characteristics that are true to what they were in the game but none of that got in the way of my dad liking it and i just that really blew me away because mm-hmm. yep. I, I wasn't like i think we both knew we were going to like it going into it i wasn't right. sure how, how can you see that trailer and feel. not know you're going to like it yeah exactly i think if you played any pokemon game way back then you know in, in like as a kid, and if you're still playing them now, you saw the trailer and something hit you. And that, that carries into the movie. And it carried to people who don't like Pokemon. So I really feel like there's a chance that the Pokemon could actually be a serious movie franchise. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what I really want to see come out of this. This movie was good to set up the world and the rules. But I, I, I as you mentioned, like the, the story was great, but I did feel like there was... Yeah, it was a little elementary. It was a little like obviously it yeah. was a, a movie for kids. It was that's, that's... Mo- kind of more. I I felt like there was with Ryan Reynolds being Pikachu and you know his history. I felt like it was going to be a little bit more for adults, but I still enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah, I also um, feel like the humans were the worst part of the movie. Sure, like the Pokemon. Well, of course, the Pokemon were the best part of the movie. Of course, you're right. You're yeah. right. What am I fucking saying? Of course. Yeah, but like it was. I think what you're saying in terms of elementary, that's why I'm using the term cheeky. Because, like, yeah, the things that were elementary about it never bothered me. Like, um, who was the, the the investigative reporter intern? Oh, like, yeah. I can't, she was the part I hated the most about the movie. Was like, her, her yeah, like, her, her dialogue was fucking atrocious. But, like, yeah. I just, because it was so, this is my motivation. This is what the plot of the story is going to be. Like, very laid out like that. But I don't know. Like, it just it worked for me, and it was fine. Like, I didn't expect... I guess it's because my expectations were not to have this very natural Tarantino style dialogue that like flows really well and, and just the stupid hologram stuff to like keep the plot moving. I just kind of expected things like that because I know it's a Pokemon movie. So I guess it didn't bother me that much. Yeah. It was fine. It never got in the way of the movie. A lot of the revelations don't rely on, on convenience. I feel yeah. A lot of the re- the revelations do actually advance the plot in interesting ways that, like, those things that were convenient and kind of cheeky were just in scenes where it wasn't really super important. So I think that's kind of also why they got away with it. Yeah. And I also think they got away with it because when they were, like, really awful dialogue like that, it was very quick and over very quickly. But they also yeah. gave you a lot to look at, too. Because I'm I'm going to see this movie again in theaters 
Just because Absolutely. I want to be looking in the background to see like, oh, what's that Growlithe doing back there? Or, oh, look at those Squirtles spitting mm-hmm. on the stage floor so that they can mop it uh, in between takes of the news. Yeah. And like, I want, to, and was, I want to absorb that world so much. There are also moments too, like looking back where I'm like, oh, I should have realized that Ditto was the the kind of that sidekick oh, henchman yeah. villain the whole time because they show Ditto in the, in the first scene where they're in the studio and the dad's, you know, uh, uh, walking away from his son. They show Ditto kind of accompanying him. Yep. So I'm like, oh, I should have put that together. Like, they had the sunglasses on on every single time. Like, there's these little things that should put together. And didn't say a word. Like, yep. It didn't say a word. Yeah. So that was cool. And I can't even wait to go back for those kind of things where I'm like, oh, what is there in the mystery story of this that I'm going to catch the second time around? Um, so those stories elementary, it was still fun. Yeah. It still warrants a second viewing on its own, I think. I did find that uh, there was so – like all of Ryan Reynolds' dialogue was just spot on. Spot on yeah. as Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Um, I also really, really loved the Mr. Mime stuff. They showed what, – what I okay, so here's what okay. I liked about this. The Mr. Mime stuff and a lot of the jokes from the trailers, mm-hmm. they – they were tweaked slightly when you saw them actually in the movie. Yeah. Which is Especially, interesting for a CG movie. Like, because yeah. they would have to re render that entire thing and reanimate them rather than just capturing a second take of, of an actor doing a line differently or something like that. Yeah. But in even the Mr. Mime scene in particular, like, I thought, oh, that's the whole Mr. Mime scene. It looked really funny. Wish I could have kind of seen that fresh. But they did not show that whole scene. And that yeah. was one of the highlight scenes of the movie. Uh, that was hysterical. The dowsing, the <laughs> dowsing him the, in gasoline, yeah, and then the he goes whole, like, to light the match, and he goes, <gasps> and then he lights the match yeah. again, and then he puts it out, and then he, God. yeah, like that was so funny. The whole like, um, uh, he he's running away, he's getting on a bike, <laughs> like that whole thing was just that was great. I loved that a lot. What was your favorite Pokemon in the whole thing? <clears throat> That's really tough. Um, I mean. I, it's easy to say Pikachu just because Ryan Reynolds had the whole right, personality yeah. behind him. But, I mean, t- taking Pikachu aside and, and Mewtwo because Mewtwo was really cool and kind of a central character in it. And in terms of like, the background Pokemon, um, I really, really liked seeing Charizard. That was yeah. pretty awesome. I like seeing Ghastly, too. Was it Ghastly or uh, Night No, it was Gengar. Or, Gengar, yeah. Yeah, that was Gengar very cool was fucking was, dope. Because he was a solid shape but had this, like, gas element around him, which was ghost-like. It, very cool how they played that. I was kind of curious how they're going to handle that Pokemon. Um, and then Blastoise is in the background, and I wish we got more Blastoise. Well, we got Blastoise fighting Gengar, but but very but kind yeah, of in the background little. though, briefly, not really like seeing him up close. Yeah. We saw Charizard, for example. But I mean, it's still an accomplishment that we saw hundreds, Yo, hundreds yeah. of Pokemon in this thing, and there were so many and, in there that I didn't even recognize. Absolutely, but they're also they were still so true to what I at least the Pokemon that I recognize because there's so many that I'm like I know that's a Pokemon, but there's 850 fucking something of them, mm-hmm. so I, there's no way I can know all of them. But the ones I did recognize, I'm like, oh, they just that's that feels right. They didn't it didn't feel yeah. like they ruined any of these Pokemon and had them look bad. Maybe there are some like more hardcore Pokemon fans who feel different than, than I am. I'm definitely more of a casual fan, but for me, it it really just felt right. Yep. All I love Jigglypuff so singing her song over there, and the dude's asleep on the table. Yeah, that that was great too. Yeah, there was um, a joke. Uh, the writer of the Pikachu movie said that he wants to make a Star is Born, uh, Star is Born version of a Jigglypuff <laughs> movie. Yeah. Oh, which is God. pretty good. What do you want after this? What kind of movie do you want after this? 
You know, honestly, it's hard to say because I wouldn't have said the first Pokemon movie should be a mystery story with a detective. Right. So it's kind of hard to say. Like, I almost don't want to tell them what to do because I just want to see what they're going to do with it. There's a rumor of a Mewtwo movie. I don't want that. That there, doesn't sound. There is a Mew. There's the Mewtwo Strikes Back, the original movie that came out in theaters. No, 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 no. Live action Mewtwo movie is was a rumor. Okay. I and think that would be I'd, too much Mewtwo. That would be he's the star of three movies now. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that idea. Um, I would really like it to be about the people in Pokemon getting together in some way and what that bond looks like. Because I think that's kind of what the crux of what Pokemon is as a whole. Like, if you look at what the simplest element of any of those games is, it's about the bond between Pokemon and humans. And that's also what this is about, too, mm-hmm. is the bond between Pokemon and humans. So whatever it is has to be about that bond. It has to be about human characters and and Pokemon characters intermingling. And I don't think that a Mewtwo movie can do that in the same way. I don't know. Yeah. Despite I, here's what being able it- to talk. Here's what makes it difficult, I think, is that <clears throat> we I don't think we'll see a Detective Pikachu 2 because nor, nor Ryan, should there Reynolds, be. Ryan Reynolds is is a person now and not Pikachu. Yeah. So I think it's going to it's going to be difficult to do one without the Pokémon talking. But I part of me I'm conflicted. So part of me really really wants to just fucking see all the battles. I just want to see gym leader battle after gym leader <laughs> battle and maybe I just want the whole first season of the anime just redone in that style but then part mm-hmm. of me also wants to explore rhyme city more and just kind of see how these people are living together and like that aspect that like everyone has a partner pokemon rather than just like oh i have six pokemon but no you actually you pick a specific pokemon that fits you and your personality and you go and you find that and catch it like the cubone in the beginning mm-hmm. well, actually think about it now too like <clears throat> what if they just made a really simple story of like a girl who wants to cook and become the best cook she could possibly be and like she's a Pokemon friend, and it's just her story, like something really simple like that, where it really doesn't have anything to. That's a weird example, but like it has nothing to do with Pokemon, really. It just happens to take place in that world. Yeah, it's kind of how this story was. It's a mystery story in- involving this kid finding out what happened to his dad. It's not really about Pokemon. Just an anthology just, series in yeah. Rhyme City, Ratatouille Pokemon Edition. Exactly. I, I'm actually not even kidding. Exactly. Yeah. Like, just play with it. Like have fun. See, like what Pokemon will be involved in a kitchen? <laughs> like in in cooking food. Like how does that work? I think that'd be kind of a fun little just to really deep dive into that world and see who these people are and what that world looks like. In the simple stories, because this was a simple story and fun. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. Are you gonna see it again? Hundred percent gonna see it again, and it's also finally gotten me excited for for video game movies. And I think that's also a good conversation to have here too, is that this is a video game movie that has nothing to do with the video games. And I think that's the recipe yep. is you, you make your, your movie about that world, but not about the game itself. Yep. I even, even doing the fan servicey stuff. Like I, I wish they hadn't even thrown that in there. Like when Pikachu sings the theme song, when he's like defeated and walking on the road by himself, I'm like, you know what? Oh, that didn't even speak to me that much. Like, you didn't even need that. Make this your own. Oh, I loved that. I Did loved you? that. And and people in the audience seemed to like that. But I was also watching it opening day, so like, I'm not sure if that was because. Oh yeah, I saw it Monday it was... afternoon with like three other people all over the age of thirty. <laughs> but yeah, I I loved it. I'm actually surprised by the fact that I have no complaints about the movie. Look at you. Yeah. You're Mr. Negative Nancy Pants, and you don't have any complaints? Being critical is not being negative, but yeah, I have no complaints. 
You're 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 so good. You're so good. <laughs> Great. Let us know how you uh, liked Detective Pikachu, or if you fucking hated it and you wish they all would die in a Charizard fire. Let us know. We're gonna move on to our final segment called Endgame, and we Ryan's not... Endgame. <sighs> I know. Almost lost it. Almost lost it. Uh, which starts with Ryan so fucking humble, where Ryan takes a back seat and lets us talk about whatever we decided we wanted to bring to the podcast. And uh, Ryan, thank you, because we've decided that we're going to bring to the podcast Ryan's Game on Game Show. Ooh, twist. You guys thought we were going to do another science. Silence again. <laughs> or science. Who knows? Uh, this is Ryan's Game on Game Show and another segment of Ryan's video game, Would You Rather. In celebration of Detective Pikachu, we are doing all five Pikachu Would You Rather. Not Pikachu, sorry. Pokemon Would You Rathers. Nintendo Pikachu. Well, um, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, I think I say I think I made them all first gen Pokemon. Okay, <laughs> that still because. doesn't help. But we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll have. What's questions. that one? Who's like a? It's like a shell. <laughs> Shelder. <laughs> um. So, and I believe all of these actually also appeared in. Oh no, a couple of them didn't appear in the movie. But uh, this is where we go through five just would-you-rather scenarios, and we uh, talk about them, and some of them are fine, and some of them are weird. Starting with, would you rather eat a Pidgeot or a Taurus, and you have to kill it and cook it yourself? So already, I know what a, a Pidgeot is. What's a Taurus? Which one's... Tauros is the bull Pokemon. Oh, so there I'll were a lot of them in the beginning of this one, and then Ditto turned into a bull during the fight. <gasps> okay. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> Oops. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take the the bull. Why not? Let's eat, let's eat the bull. You have to kill it yourself. And oh, it. you have to kill and cook it yourself. But also, Pidgeot's a giant fucking bird that can make a hurricane. So, yeah. But also, it's an easier target because it's bigger. I was immediately gonna say, mm, not the bird. It can be hard to shoot. But it's a big bird. Easier to shoot. Still gonna take the board because hurricanes are fucking terrifying. So I don't want to like ruin the neighborhood of my attempts to eat a bird. So you're gonna go with Taros. Yeah, great. Uh, I will also go with Taros because I feel like uh, it's a. Is that a Gen Two Pokemon? No, that's definitely Gen oh. One. It was exclusive oh, okay. to Blue. Okay, so definitely Gen One. Okay. Yep. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I would also do Tauros just because I feel like Pidgeot would also be really. I'm I'm not good with a bow and arrow. As I uh, a stranger this weekend let us shoot his bow and arrow. We were just walking in Golden Gate Park and there was a guy walking with a compound bow and we we're like, "Hey, are you about to go shoot that?" And he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Can we watch you?" <laughs> <laughs> and in Golden Gate Park, there's just a bunch of archery targets, and so he oh, cool. let us all shoot his bow. And I was uh, I hit the target. But I was way it was it was a lot harder than I thought, so I would never be able to hit this Pidgeot. Oh, but in Game of Thrones, they say just let your eye do the aiming for you. Just look and you'll hit the shot. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. Oh, Game of Thrones lied. Yeah, it absolutely lied. All right, now play. Get out of here! Stop it! <laughs> Fucking Siri. <laughs> she just wants to be the third lifelong friend on the podcast. Right? She now. can't. That's She's true. Dead. Next question: Would you rather? Uh, let's see number three. Oh, okay. Uh, would you rather be trapped in a house with a murderous ditto or live in a normal apartment with an occasionally bipolar scyther? I would rather live with the occasionally bipolar scyther. 
And the reason is a ditto that can scare the shit out of me can turn into anything. And that sounds awful and terrifying. Oh, that kind of reminds me of that game that came that uh, the Black Mirror episode. No, no. Bethesda put out that that game started with a P. Your character's name is Morgan. And there's the little black goo aliens, and they can turn into a chair. Prey? And you walk into prey. Yes, you walk into a room, yeah. and anything could be the alien. Yeah, that's the thing is, I'm not looking forward to that. It's like I get home, and I'm like, he's always upset. What's different in the house right now? What's what's going on? And I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just constantly paranoid all the time. Where it's like Scyther, it's like, hey Scyther, how you feeling? I can see you in the room right now. You're not feeling great. I'm gonna leave. Bye. But here's it's the thing about easier. the ditto. It's a one time. You're trapped in the house with him. If you find a way to escape or you kill him, you're done. Oh, you're good for the rest of your life. Okay. Versus your roommate is Scyther, and at any moment his emotion could change and cut you in half. But you could also, you know, like leave and come back and that kind of stuff, and he could be a fun roommate. Oh, I see what you're saying. I don't know. I've had some pretty crazy roommates. So I know what that's like already. So I'm going to take that one still. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Scyther because, um, actually I'm going to go with Ditto. I'm going to go with Ditto because you can see the eyes. No matter what he transforms into, you can see the eyes. And I know that I'll either throw that in a fire or I'll stab okay, it. but he can put on sunglasses. Well, then you can see the sunglasses. He can put on sunglasses. And I'm terrified of evil creatures with sunglasses on. You're right. You're true. Or like a mug with sunglasses on. Yep. <laughs> That's how he stays inconspicuous. <laughs> he just keeps sunglasses on all the time. And then he puts sunglasses on everything else in the apartment. Your refrigerator has sunglasses. Your paper towels have sunglasses. Your TV has sunglasses. <laughs> now you don't know which one's which. <laughs> Would you rather... Turns out he was the sunglasses with the sunglasses on him. Oh. Damn. Would you rather have a Bulbasaur whose seed on its back is dead and always smelled rotten? Or a Squirtle who occasionally pukes sewage instead of water. I'll take the Squirtle because I feel like we we start creating a bond. It would it would know how I feel, and I just it'd be like, "Hey, dude, I'm about to throw up some sewage." Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, as opposed to just always smelling a dead leaf around. Yeah, I feel like you know Squirtle. I feel like it's like a pet. You know, it's gonna shit on the floor sometimes, and you know that you can clean it up, or you exactly. could get it. Maybe you train him yeah. to. Throw open in the toilet. Yeah, exactly. But you can – there's a bond there you can work with. Right. And if you have a Bulbasaur yeah. who always smells shitty, like, you're never going to want to pet it. You're gonna keep, mm-hmm. It's going to become an outside Bulbasaur. Exactly. Like, you bring over to some friends. It's like, by the way, I have a Bulbasaur. He smells shitty. Or you'd be like, hey, I have a Squirtle. If he gets upset or if he gets uncomfortable, he might throw up or something like that. But, like, he's cool. But he's going to throw up sewage. Straight up sewage. shit. <laughs> Don't ask me how the... Squirtle got yeah. other people's shit in his mouth, but... Occasionally, he might get upset. He might not. He might not, though. Yeah, there you go. Number quattro? Is this quattro? Yes, this yeah. is quattro. Uh, would you rather replace your severed arms with Arbox? <clears throat> Arbox? Arbox is the Ekans evolution. It's Cobra Ekans? backwards. Oh, Ekans I know this one. Okay. Backwards. Yep. Yeah. Um... So them, you don't control them. They have a mind of their own. Or replace your penis with an onyx. What was the first one again? Replace your severed arms with Arbox. So the arms are severed at this point. At this point, you don't have a choice. Your arms are severed. Right. You have lost your arms. And if you want arms again, they are Arbox. 
I feel like here's here's how I'm thinking about this. Right, mm-hmm. hands mm-hmm. are useful. They're, they are. They're very practical. I mean, for being frank, they're more practical than your penis. Oh, I don't know in about terms, that. In terms penis of gets like rid of waste, your penis literally you're super objective as a human. I'm being assuming is to the onyx will get rid of the waste for me as well. That that part won't be a problem. It would just be weird to have like a fucking rock dick, <laughs> <laughs> especially that big. But I mean, but so your hands are, are practical, right? You need them for things. Yeah. But if you had snake hands. You could just like terrify other people to do those things for you at that point. It's like, it wouldn't really be you. It'd probably be like, I need a sandwich. I'm not making it for you. Are you sure about that? And then just like unleash snake hands Ooh, on Oh, intimidation. And then, like, yeah, you're making that sandwich for me. Exactly. I feel like you could also just pound them with your rock dick. <laughs> you could be like, <laughs> I, I could like, either take your pants off, explain my- <laughs> why you're taking your pants off to the person. Like, hold on, you're about to be terrified. I promise. I'm taking my pants <laughs> off right now. With snake hands, it's like, oh, he's got snake hands. That's terrifying. Snake hands. Uh, I would go with rock dick, just because that's just okay. impressive, and I would have a hell of a porn career. I'll just say this, though. Also, it's like, it, Onyx is anal beads. You ever fooled around with anal beads? I haven't, Not but I'm personally. down to experiment. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm more thinking of, there's sometimes there is too big. <laughs> and and some women don't like that. And if you had a rock dick, that'd just be off putting. Just saying. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Yeah. Great. Whereas like Number snake five. hands might be a turn on. <laughs> like, ooh. Ooh. Mysterious. Oh my god, you would he be you would be hands. hella popular in Japan. You would, yeah. With all of that tentacle porn? A snake <laughs> porn? <laughs> Hell yeah. Would you rather this is an easy final choice. one? Would you rather make a Pikachu routinely charge a battery that powers your home or make a Chansey clean up after you every time you have sex or masturbate? Oh, okay. Either way, that, you're that kind of abusing things. your Pokemon. Yeah. But they're your Um But it's also kind of what they were intended to do. I mean, it's electric Pokemon. He can charge a battery. Yeah. Well, Chansey like, is like... I feel is, like... I feel like the battery had to be charged constantly, though. No, it's like constantly... a t- it's like a Tesla battery that you put in your home. And oh, okay. Power your home for a while. Oh, that's easy then, because like there's a shame involved in saying like clean up after my sex, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> versus, but that's like, also like but like hey like hey like game. no, but but with Pikachu, it's like hey, you want to stay warm tonight too? Go charge that battery. Whereas oh, like Chansey, it's there like you go. it's like you're just my bitch if you're just cleaning up my. So there's something in it for Pikachu stuff, too. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be explicit about it. That's maybe, what's happening. You don't know this, but maybe Chansey has a fetish where she just loves eating jizz paper towels. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's something I, in it honestly too. that sounds uncomfortable too it's like hey i'm done chancy like here <laughs> you can have this like i guess whereas like pikachu it's like hey man like we're into this together we want to we want a nice home that includes electricity you gotta get on that what would you do <laughs> ew what would you do if there was literally something or someone who like after you're done having sex you're just like you ring a bell and a butler comes in and he's like, "All right," and they just eat the condom in front of you and then they eat the towel. That <laughs> no, you they they take up. it off for you. You don't want to touch your gross condom. They just eat it all in front of you. How fucking weird would that be? It'd be very strange. It'd be very strange. That's why I wouldn't want it to happen. Like, <laughs> it's like I wouldn't want to put a Pokemon through that. Oh god, yeah, I would have Pikachu charge the battery. You make a good point. 
But it would be hilarious to just watch Chansey coming in just like, I'm just like exhausted, laid out naked on the bed. And she just comes in and she's like, Chansey! <laughs> Takes yeah. my jizz. Did, <laughs> yeah. To be clear, when I was like, clean this up, bitch, I was really just referring to the fact that like, if you're doing that, that's that's like Charlie work. You're exactly right. Charlie work. Yeah. It's a Charlie work situation. Like, it's just like, I, it's it's derogatory, but the work is also derogatory. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm sure Chansey it's not deserves a, it. Yeah. I'm saying that knowing the term is mean to say. Yeah. Because it's mean work. Well, that wraps up our video game Would You Rather segment for Ryan's video game Would You Rather on Ryan's Game on Game Show during Ryan's Endgame. And that wraps up our episode for the day. So uh, go on to patreon.com slash respawn aimfire if you want to play Borderlands 2 with us tonight and Overcooked 2 sometime on Switch later this week. And uh, go on Twitter and look at the hashtag things for creating whatever we've decided to do instead of what the original plan was. Whew. If you haven't seen Detective Pikachu, go see it. And until next time, here's our usual sign-off. <laughs>